Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Back to the pod, kids. Welcome back. It's that time of year. What, Weather, Halloween time of year? Weather's changing a little bit. Leaves are turning. Things are getting a little spooky. Mm-hmm. Special Halloween spooky? Halloween spooky. Tonight's episode is a Halloween special. Unless I'm mistaken, we just watched I Know What You Did Last Summer. For our spooky Halloween special. Halloween special from 1997, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Housekeeping, though, before we get into it, give our shit. VicariousLivingPod at gmail.com and VicariousLivingPodcast on Instagram. Slide in, please. So while we're in housekeeping, we just did uh, Bring It On Breakdown. We're going to do this movie breakdown, special Halloween special. And then the next two weeks, we're going to wrap up final two legs of the Dawson's Creek race. Super excited about that. Yeah, I feel like the people are begging for more Dawson's. Yeah, dude, our numbers are fucking through the roof on Dawson's Creek. <laughs> our fucking podlisten numbers are through the roof. I mean, we've officially broke, you know? Yeah, broke fame? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we're haven't there. changed, though. We're there. No, we're going to stay grounded. We're going to stay grounded yeah, yeah, yeah. when we reach the levels of fame. But, um, yeah, so I even just take one week of off of Dawson's Creek, and I'm like jones and for it dude i saw um on yahoo there's just a headline it was basically one of those headlines that's just like kind of a nothing headline but it was just like katie holmes went out in new york city and she looked good and like <laughs> <laughs> you know you've seen those headlines right essentially yeah. the story is a celebrity is looking good on a night out in town yeah i clicked on it just because i missed dawson's creek already was she with jamie fox no they broke up really yeah Wow. But can confirm she was looking good. The article is telling the truth. But it it definitely, it smacked of one of those like PR firm publicist generated, like, let's get this out on the press. Oh, she's yeah. like single now and she's doing okay. She's like having a hot night out in town. Yeah. Does that happen? Well, like that's yeah, the thing, I'm, right? the, I'm the good person to ask because I, yeah, I, did have, I did have a cup of coffee with the PR firm as an unpaid internship. time <laughs> <laughs> And by that, I mean I just got the coffee for anyone that was actually getting paid to be there. Weren't allowed to have a cup yourself. No, no. Um, okay, so tonight we're going to do Halloween special. I know what you did last summer. Um, you want to kick it off with guessing the Rotten Tomatoes score? Mm, um, 38. That is dangerously close. I'm pretty good at this. Yeah, I... I always like as I'm doing my research for these movies, my pre my pre research and pre search. My pre search. 
I am always trying to not find the Rotten Tomatoes score so that I can guess it with you on the pod, but then I always like just naturally see it. So I saw it. Yeah. And you're only four off. Really? Four lower or four higher? Four higher, 42. 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. But with the people, higher. Like 58. Usually how it goes. So, yeah. (laughs) Fuck the critics on this one. Um, Okay, I'm just going to, before we get into our character breakdown in this movie and dive in, I want to give a fun fact. A massive fun fact. I teased this while we were watching the episode. This is one of the most explosive fun facts that I've ever brought to the table on the VL podcast. Light it up, dude. The writer of this movie... Kevin Williamson. Uh-huh. Does that ring a bell? Not familiar with his work. Oh, you're familiar. Come on. You're familiar. Let me first say that Kevin Williamson, who did I Know What You Did Last Summer, he also wrote the movie Scream. Okay. Which is a big, massive hit in the horror genre. So this is kind of his wheelhouse, teen horror. Teen horror is totally in his wheelhouse. And interestingly enough, he actually wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer before Scream, except he wasn't able to sell it to the studios. So he wrote Scream, was able to sell that to the studios. That was a huge, massive hit in like 1996. And then he's like, hey, actually, I have this other script that's pure dynamite that I want you to see now that he had some cachet. He got it greenlit for 97. Not bad. That's not even the funnest fact, though. I'm already having fun. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. The funnest fact is that Kevin Williamson, who is the writer of this movie and Scream, is the creator and writer of Dawson's Creek. What? He's the guy. He's the Josh Schwartz. Damn, dude. This is all fucking tying together. And we didn't even intend for it to. No. It just organically, it's like the universe was telling us that we just decided we need to do I Know What You Did Last Summer for like a Halloween special, and that's a teen drama. It's podcast magic, man. And yeah, then I just saw that while I was digging. I'm like, fuck me. Yeah. Fuck me sideways and frontways. It's almost like the roadmap to have a smash hit teen podcast, like a teen drama podcast has already been laid out in front of us, and we're just walking down that path. Organically. Like somebody had to do it. Yeah. And this is a little bit of a tease, but it's going to be down the same path. We did notice in this movie, and we'll get to the cast in a second, we have both Ryan Phillippe and Sarah Michelle Gellar, Uh otherwise known as SMG, Mm -hmm. both in Cruel Intentions. Oh, Cruel Intentions. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. yeah. So we decided that that at some point in the future, Cruel Intentions has to happen. We will do that, but you bringing that up is a perfect transition into our character breakdown as we get into those teens. Lead in music. Here it is. We have a murderous row of 90s teen heartthrobs, dude. We also got a core four. Uh huh. Yeah, we have a pretty solid core four, which we know is critical. Two lead guys, two lead girls, and 
this movie caught all four of them at the beginning of like this movie sparked all four of their careers if you look at all of their imdbs this was the starting point for all of them makes sense i also interestingly enough is that while this was the starting point all of them were completely out of hollywood within the next four years (laughs) (laughs) i don't i feel like uh i feel like they burned hot got in got out and just kind of wash their hands of the Hollywood thing. Yeah. Right? But see, not... like, what's Jennifer Love Hewitt up to right now? She's not destitute. She's probably just chilling on her stack of cash. She's probably still just getting that mailbox money. Yeah. If I had to guess. Knowing her like I do, dude. As we know from our previous movie breakdown of She's All That, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller still married. Yeah, let's wait on them for a sec, because if we're going to start off this character break- breakdown, we got to start it off right with the lead. Give it to me. J-L-H. Mm-hmm. Who's that stand for? Uh, it's got to be Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes, it does, and I am a massive fan of hers. I am going to be completely honest. I obviously know who she is. I had never seen a movie with her in it until tonight. Gotta be honest. Same here. Not only am I a huge fan, never seen her in anything else. But we're big fans of her now. Oh, God. Oh, God, are we. So, Jennifer Love Hewitt, I have a vague memory of her. You know what I think it was? I think based on our age, we just missed the Jennifer Love Hewitt, like like our her peak window. Because we were like right in that like fourth, fifth grade range when she was exploding in like 1999 kind of thing. And had she hit a year later or two years later, like our whole lives, we would be obsessed with her. But we just barely missed it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were like two years away from, I'll quantify it to say, she. we're two years away from her being like a poster on our wall type person. Let me put it this way. Shakira... Right in the wheelhouse. She would be like our poster on the wall girl. She, I would say, did that music video whenever, wherever in like 2001 range. Oh, so, you're talking about the one where she's dancing in the dirt in front of a bunch of horses? Uh-huh. <laughs> on mountains? Remember it well. So that was our poster on the wall range was like 2001. Jennifer Love Hewitt hit in like 97 to 99. So it was like a hair before we reached our sexual peaks in the fifth grade. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, yeah, this murderous row of core four teen 90s teen heartthrobs kicks off with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Fun fact, I've got... Two fun facts about her in all in my digging. One, where's a tiara every time she takes a bath? In real life? That's real life. Really? Interesting. I stopped my digging there. Yeah. It's <laughs> about as fun a fact as you need. You just Jennifer Love Hewitt is so boring in real life that I I probably spent ten minutes looking her up on like Wikipedia, IMDB and everything, and the only thing that jumped out at me was the fact that she wears a tiara every time she takes a bath. Damn. Well, hopefully it's like a plastic or some kind of non-corrosive metal, because you'd think... 
Hopefully. Bathing with a tear, I get a little rusty. That tear is rusting real quick. And this is a perfect time for me to know this knowledge because uh, I'm just coming off a 24 hours straight of having no running water because the water tank in my basement rusted out. Yikes. So I know rust and water do not mix well. <laughs> uh, both of these podcasters are currently dealing with some plumbing issues. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool. So here's my second fun fact. This one is also explosive. Mr. Skin, <laughs> who always comes on the Corolla podcast, the yeah, Adam Corolla you podcast. You brought him up a couple of times on our pod. He's the most dynamic interview I think I've ever heard in my life. Mr. Skin. Wealth of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so before there was just like a plethora of porn all over on the internet, if you wanted to see, like before the fappening when you just got all these celebrity nude pics like on your phone all the time, you had to go to MrSkin.com to actually like find all the nude screen caps. He said in this interview with Adam Carolla, he said that Carolla asked him, he's like, who's the number one? She's never been nude in a movie. Cause like, there's always those like white whales of, of nudity in movies, you know, <laughs> where it's like, damn, I've just never seen Michelle Pfeiffer nude in a movie. It's incorrect. She was nude in Scarface. Just saying. But I'm just saying hypothetically, like, oh, who is that actress who I've just wanted to see nude, but she's never, like, taken her top off? And he said when he was interviewed, and this is still, like, two years ago, in, like, 2017, he was, like, still to this day the number one actress who gets searched on our website who has never actually been nude. JLH? JLH. I can believe that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a third fun fact in the mix. Okay. Rumor has it that John Mayer wrote Your Body is a Wonderland about Jennifer Love Hewitt while they're dating. Really? He dated her? Yeah. <sighs> Damn it. Yeah. It sounds amazing. I mean, when you can play the guitar like that, I think you just call up like mm-hmm. celebrities and be like, hey, you want to... You like, call up her publicist and be like, hey, dates? what's her number? Yeah. That's what Tom Cruise did with Katie Holmes. He literally, he saw her in a movie and he's like, he, he just had his, his people call her people and then definitely had sex with her for a while until he went crazy. Hopefully Tom Cruise has also written a song about her. Speaking of songs. It would songs, not surprise me, by the way, if Tom Cruise actually like was a bit of a musician. Like, hey, you know how Johnny Depp has a band? Oh, he does? Uh-huh. And he's like way more serious about his band than he is acting. Like <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like a D-bag move like that. I would love to see this fictional Tom Cruise band play. I think Nicolas Cage has a band too. And That's he's what like, I'm saying. I think yeah. like when you're one of those guys, you just kind of have a band. Yeah. Dude, speaking of bands, this is my second attempt at bringing this up. Why don't you bring up the fun fact that intern Whitney told us about bands concerning JLH? She mentioned that Jennifer Love Hewitt is featured in Girl on TV by Elfo in their music video. And we paused I, the movie, we mm-hmm. watched the video. Yep. I wish for you on a falling star, wondering where you are. Do I ever cross your mind in the warm sunshine? She's from the city of angels like Betty Davis, James Dean, and Cable. Never know what she means to me. I feel for the girl that's on TV had no idea that she was in it and when intern Whitney had it pulled up on her phone we literally had to turn it off after about 
13 seconds because at least this podcaster couldn't physically handle looking at her. She's pretty steamy. Um, also, fun fact about intern Whitney, she knows the names of all three band members of LFL. And said she had posters of them up in her wall. She's not here to defend herself. That means <laughs> I assume that's true. She might come on in a little bit. Um, okay, are we done with JLH? I think so. I think it's pretty clear, though. She's. I know there's a core four, but she's the lead in this. Yeah, I mean, no, spoiler alert, she survives at the end. Dude. She... <laughs> Don't say that yet. <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. The very last frame of the movie features Jennifer Love Hewitt. Okay. So. Yeah. She's, I just thought it was interesting because I don't have a lot of Jennifer Love Hewitt context, like, in my life because I missed her peak. So, like, when I was watching this, it seemed like all of the characters shared the same amount of screen time. Like, it wasn't like one person was on the screen a lot more than the others of the four. But I walked away from it just going, like, I feel like JLH was the biggest star there. And we're including FPJ. And this is a good way to put how young we were when this first came out. Because I remember this movie coming out and me, like, low-key not really wanting to see it. Because I was scary movies kind of freaked me out. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah, I, I, same thing. It was a little... A little too frightening for me. It's like, me. oh, you're going to see I Know What You Did last summer? Everybody's going to the theater? Oh. I'm going to stay here and play yeah, Mario Kart. No, I uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not able to go out tonight. I'm, I'm, just, I'm grounded. Oh, yeah, my mom. She's being a real bitch. Grounded. <laughs> okay, next character, Ryan Phillippe. Phillippe. I'm just going to say this about him. I'm going to get to him in a big way later with my award. Okay. I'll tease it by just saying dynamic. He would say he's a big character in this. So I just put the only thing I wrote about him is in life, he is essentially only famous because he did the movie Cruel Intentions and he dated Reese Witherspoon in real life. Right. And he met her on Cruel Intentions. And I feel like he had a very uh, like prominent out in the public relationship with Reese Witherspoon. And that kept him famous for way longer than he should have been. Sure did. And I feel like, um, like all girls around her age have kind of a thing for him. I don't get it because neither do I, he doesn't really do it for me. He, so in this movie, he did play like a perfect, um, rich kid, like a snobby, such a good rich dad. Yeah. Like Like that's his wheelhouse for sure. Trying to think of the word I'm looking for. Like a, um, smug, like a smug rich kid. Um, there was, there is a fun fact about him though. Were you there the night that our friends met him? I hung out with Ryan Phillippe for a couple hours on my porch in college. I was not there because I was studying abroad in London that semester, but he came to IU because he was there for like MacGruber. MacGruber. <laughs> him and uh, shit, him and a couple of the other leads were there to screen MacGruber. Like they're going around the different colleges showing it. Yeah. And I guess they went to a bar afterwards and he was like getting hounded by like all these people at this college. And my roommate. Kyle, if you're listening, he spearheaded this whole thing. So He chatted him up at the urinal and was like, yeah, I'm pretty crazy. And he's like, yeah, dude, I just want to go fucking hang out somewhere. Like, he's just like trying to be super cool. Like, <laughs> I'm not all about this Hollywood scene kind of guy. And Kyle's like, I'm about to go back and hang out with my buddies. And he's like, 
He's like, you can come if you want. And he's like, all right. <laughs> so so he, he leaves the movie premiere at Indiana University and all the, the after party. After the party. And uh, yeah, drove over to our place. And then we just hung out our porch for like two or three straight hours. I had smoking weed. I had an exam. Yeah, Ryan Phillip who was smoking weed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I had an exam the next day, so I stayed up as long as I could. But uh, I'm pretty sure, famously Leland, who is a, a staple on the podcast, Zerb. Uh, I'd I'd say they argued about LeBron James <laughs> for a good hour and a half. <laughs> so Philippi must have liked LeBron James because Zerb hates him. Yeah, and I don't think Philippi had anybody disagree with him in a solid seven and a half years. <laughs> and Zerb was not about to let him waltz into our house in college. That was a complete trash. Like, a, our house was a pile of trash. He was not about to let him waltz into this house and have the opinion that LeBron James was a cool guy. Yeah, so... <laughs> So I guess Ryan Phillippe, still to this day, who knows if he, I, he might remember just going to IU that one year just because after he left the after party to smoke weed and then just had this ridiculous argument about is LeBron James cool or not on the front porch smoking weed with some random college kid. Yeah, I think at a certain point they squashed it, but at, I, they were definitely shouting at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think they ended as friends, but that yeah, that was Ryan Philippe's almost famous moment. That's pretty cool, dude. So now we can say on this podcast, I mean, we have touched shoulders with teen drama stars such as Ben Buttons McKenzie, mm-hmm. met the fuck out of him. Yep. Ryan Philippe, mm-hmm. box, check. Marissa Cooper, Solid. you also met her. Yeah. In LA. Well, a bit of a celebrity magnet, I guess you'll say. Yeah. So. I mean, fuck. Okay, FPJ. Let's skip over him because we we did a She's All That podcast. Check it out if you want to hear a full breakdown on Freddie Prince Jr. We talked about him extensively. We like him. We like him. Um, But I would like to spend Oh, by the way, quick quick side note on the Philippi story. One of my most distinct memories of the, the night was him just like kind of telling stories. And during his stories, he like kept referring to his ex-wife, like casually. And that's and, like, Reese we Witherspoon. We kept just being like, "Yeah, fucking Reese Witherspoon." We know. What do you say about her? You can call her Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yeah, don't call her Reese. <laughs> don't, call her Reese don't Witherspoon. Don't call her my ex-wife. Call her Reese Witherspoon because that's who you're talking about. Dude, that reminds me so much of when you had that internship there, and your boss at when you were uh, doing uh, working for uh, Warner Brothers or something. Or whatever. The, yeah, yeah. Your boss. She she kept talking about how much her boyfriend Dwayne loves working out. <laughs> I was like, oh, sick. That's and cool. yeah, you didn't. You never knew it was Dwayne the Rock Johnson until later, because she always just said like, oh yeah, my boyfriend Dwayne loves working out. Yeah, he loves it. Okay, like I said, we're gonna skip over FPJ, but we should get to his other half because I don't feel like we gave enough time to her when we did she's all that because she only had a cameo and that is smg sarah michelle geller two triple names in the core four dude three. Oh yeah 
Freddie Prince Jr., FPJ, Sarah Michelle Gellar, SMG, and Jennifer Love Hewitt, JLH. Ryan Phillip, he can get bent because he's only got two <laughs> fucking names. Well, Freddie Prince Jr., I don't know if that counts, but like you don't say Freddie Prince ever without the junior. So It's three names. It's three names. So SMG, she rose to fame in 97 again around right around this time because I know what you did last summer came out in 97. She rose to fame with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We should probably do that at some point. I wouldn't hate because it. Because it makes no sense as to how I have not seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like I'd do it. I would do that big so fan hard. Of teen drama, love vampires, like shit. Yeah. I mean maybe we I could... think that also just missed me too. Like I was just like slightly too young for it. We could do it as just like a one off or, you know, like uh two or three episodes or something, just hit it and quit it kind of thing. But um yeah, I would not be opposed because I after this movie am a fan of SMG. I like what she's bringing to the table mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So, similar to what we said about everyone, she had the same run as all of these actors. All of them like hit in like '97, and then went to about 2001, 2002, and then just completely disappeared from the scene. I, I wonder if it was just because they were so typecast as like teen heartthrobs, but. She, like FPJ, like we were saying on the uh, She's All That podcast, she essentially had a very solid run. She did uh, this. She did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She did Scream 2 in, like, 1999. Um, She did Cruel Intentions in 1999. She had a lot of hits. And then Scooby-Doo hit in 2002. Yikes. And that movie ended so many careers. (laughs) Really did. <laughs> she the only other blip that she had, it was like the last sputter of success that she had after Scooby Doo was uh she did the grudge in two thousand four, which is a frightening movie. It's fucked up. Never I've seen only it. seen like ten minutes of it and You got chickened out? I did I totally bitched out. That movie's I the scene I saw was she was in the shower. I've mentioned this on the pod, she was in the shower, she's washing her hair and as she's washing her hair, she just feels this nasty, huge bump, like, protruding out of the back of her head. And then the camera, like, quickly flips over, and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's like there was something growing in her head or something, mm-hmm. and I just turned it off. Mm-hmm. I couldn't That's handle tricky. it. I could not handle it. Um, last fun fact I have about her. Actually, I have two fun facts about her. One, turn down... The Jordana Brewster role in Fast and Furious. Wow. Yeah. That's huge, explosive. Huge mistake. Ranked number one on Maxim's hottest women of horror movies list. Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, I that's a stretch. That's a stretch. But Once again, back to the, the publicist conversation, she probably had a pretty strong PR team. Mm-hmm. Got her bumped up that yeah, list. Yeah, probably. And then... About as half-assed as uh, of internet research as I can possibly do is it was rumored that she was supposed to be in The Dark Knight as Harley Quinn, which is Joker's like main bitch, or the Rachel Dawes role when Katie Holmes left after Batman Begins. Was Harley Quinn a character in The Dark Knight? She was not. They just so, cut the character out? 
I think it was like one of those very pre, 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 pre production discussions before they even wrote the script. Like, oh, do we include Harley Quinn, who, by the way, was played by Margot Robbie in Suicide Squad? Garbage movie. It's terrible. Um, But yeah, that was super half-assed. And that's all I have on her. The only other thing I'd say is I was thinking this when I was watching the movie is I'm getting a real X Factor vibe from her. Um, yeah, I can see it. She just seems cool. It seems like to me that on paper, JLH, Jennifer Love Hewitt, is way more attractive than Sarah Michelle Gellar. Probably because Jennifer Love Hewitt is about as perfect of a human being as it can physically get. But I got a vibe that, like, I think SMG is just bringing a lot of X factor to the table in real life. I could see that. So like I was we'll thinking, to, if we'll you're have to try to meet her and see, yeah, if you're FPJ, because this is the movie that he met his now wife. Oh, so they met on this set. Yeah, if you're FPJ and you're staring at two single options on I know what you did last summer, SMG and JLH, I feel like you're the reason he chose SMG is probably because in person she's just got this like magnetic X factor that's like more more sexual. Than Jennifer Love Hewitt's putting off. She's doing it for you? Even though Jennifer Love Hewitt's better looking. Oh, that's good analysis. That's some deep, deep thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only thought about that for like 47 minutes of the movie. And then the rest <laughs> I was locked in. I mean, it came out fully formed. I like that. The on paper kind of thing. And then you putting yourself in Freddie Prince Jr.'s shoes. But that happens a lot, dude. Because I there's this girl, I won't say her name. There's no way she's listening, but whatever. Shout out that girl. Shout out that girl uh, in high school who was so, so, so attractive. But then when you would get in a conversation with her, it was just like, you could never get this on podcast. So just write it down for me. Yep. Did you ever know her? Mm hmm. Smoke show? Yeah. And if you ever had a conversation with her, though, all you wanted so hard was this to just go decent because it's like, God, if she has a personality that's at a four, I am going to be obsessed with her. And she couldn't even get there. And it it's not even like she's a bitch. She just didn't. She literally had no X factor, dude. I agree. None. There's just always this thing where like sometimes you can't put your finger on it. And that's what I feel about SMG is I just feel it, dude. You can't put your finger on it, but in person, I feel like I'd fall in love with her so quick. <laughs> just like FPJ. Dude, watch out, Freddie Prince Jr. Watch out, FPJ. Just try and get in there and steal his girl. All, All right. right. Are we ready to get into the actual plot of this movie? Yes. Do you have anything else on the characters? Uh, um, no, let's do plot stuff. Okay, so as I read the plot of this movie... I want to pipe in a little ominous music that starts playing in this movie during the opening credits. Here it is. You can feel it, dude. Yeah, dude. I feel like as this music is playing we're getting this awesome shot of the coast it's like mm-hmm. a helicopter shot 
Yep. And then it's just going all up along the coast. Did we ever figure out where this was filmed? It was filmed in North Carolina, and I was getting a vibe of it was like Wilmington. I, I feel that, like because they grabbed shots from like cliff, like yeah. sea cliffs. I feel like they spliced a bunch of things together. Yeah. Because <sighs> it was impossible to tell whether it was like a northeast fishing village or like a, a northwest fishing village. It seems like they grabbed little pieces from both of them and yeah. made like a fictional town. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was northwest for those cliff shots, and then when they did all the filming in the actual towns, they went into, like, North Carolina, like Wilmington area. Wouldn't be shocked. But, okay, as this music's playing, let me read the plot of this movie. Here it is. A year after running over a fisherman and dumping his body in the water, four friends reconvene when Julie, JLH, receives a frightening letter telling her that their crime was seen. While pursuing who he thinks is responsible for the letter, Barry, Ryan Phillippe, is run over by a man with a meat hook. Well, <laughs> spoiler alert in this plot. <laughs> wow. The bloodletting only increases from there as the killer with the hook continues to stalk Julie, Helen, SMG, and Ray, FPJ. We have our first VL scary movie breakdown. Right there. Halloween nice. Did, it, did this fit the scene? Did you feel like, are you in the Halloween spirit now? After getting a little spooked out? Little, yeah. Little jump scares, a couple. It made me reminiscent of, I just, we were talking about this when we watch a movie. I don't feel like they make movies like this that much anymore. Like scary movies like this. Because now they're kind of comical. Like, the what I mean is, there's so many moments in this movie where you and I were going like, why wouldn't she just do this? Why would she get on the boat? Why would she not run off the... Why would uh, uh, Ryan Phillippe not get off the road when he's running away from the car? There's, like, uh, I feel like this was like the height of the Scream Queen genre. Yeah. Where it's just basically a killer, like slowly, and in this movie very slowly, just walking after various women while they're just screaming their fucking heads off. And it's, there's, like, a lightness to it, I would say. Yeah, it's not it's like full horror movie. It's not like we're talking about It. It's not that. It's not It where you're watching it and you're like, I'm I'm going to have nightmares. This yeah. this movie, it's you're not going like to have nightmares. It's more like you're just like, like, all right, don't go that way. Don't do that. Yeah. Dude, like, you're yeah. trying to coach him up. There's a, actually, let's play a clip of this commercial, this Geico commercial they have on TV right now, which thumbs this up perfectly. Here it is. Let's hide in the attic. No, in the basement. Why can't we just get in the running car? You're crazy. Let's hide behind the chainsaws. Smart. No, let's not go get in the running car. Let's go hide behind the chainsaws in the abandoned warehouse or whatever. Yeah, like, that's it's, it's awesome. what this movie is. Have you ever seen the movie Cabin in the Woods? Is that the movie with Sean Hunter? No, I don't think so. Fuck. Is that Cabin Fever? Probably. Damn it. That's Cabin uh, Fever. Cabin in the Woods, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, uh, go see it. It's a, I would, well, rent it. Um, it would be a good Halloween scary movie for you to see, but it's also a comedy. It, like, basically does the scary movie thing. Like, the scary movie, scary movie. Mm-hmm. Um, or the comedy scary movie. Except like Scream. It's Scream. Scream is what made it popular. Right, but Cabin in the Woods basically just does a take of, like, this group of people who, like, seemingly really wants to be murdered. Is it a parody or is uh -huh, it dead? It's a parody. Oh, it's a parody. Okay. But it's also very scary. 
Yeah. That kind of reminds me of that movie Club Dread. If you ever saw that. It's a comedy, but it's it's like a parody on scary movies, but it's actually one of the most hilarious movies I've ever seen and it's just the best. So, yeah. Kevin in the Woods and Club Dread. Check those out. Yeah, I I think to go back to the previous point, I think Scream is really what opened up the floodgates to movies like this. And now the floodgates have been closed because people just are kind of over it. Yeah, just the audience has caught up with it. Like it had its moment in the sun. And then people who actually liked, like people who actually like score movies just wanted something a little bit more. They want him real, Scary. yeah, real. Because we watched this, and even though I was in the spooky Halloween movie, we turned the lights down and everything. Mm-hmm. I was in the spooky mood, and we took I'd... our pants off. Of course, yeah, <laughs> we get real spooked out <laughs> yeah, and stuff, dude. you know. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't think it was like very frightening. Like I'm gonna have no problem getting sleep tonight. No, it was not scary, but it's got teens, so we did it. Yeah. We could do Scream uh, next Halloween, 2020 Halloween. Yeah. We could do Scream because that that really is what kicked it off. Okay. Let's do a let's. I'm gonna play a clip of uh, this movie starts out where it's setting the stage for like, it's putting you in the mood, and the core four of this movie are sitting on a beach and they're like talking about hearing horror stories about a guy with a hook. Yeah, the classic urban legend. Yeah, here it is. So the boy and girl are making out, right? When they hear over the radio that this lunatic killer's escaped from an insane asylum. That's not the way it goes. The boy goes for help, and the girl stays in the car, and she hears this, like, scratching sound. No, he's been decapitated. No, he was gutted with a hook. So that, to me, was just, like, getting you in the mood of, like, okay. So they're just putting it out there. Mm -hmm. There's a guy with a hook who just likes fucking killing people. After this, they drunkenly get in a car... And they start driving away from the beach and totally just run over a guy. Just hit a guy. They hit a guy. They think he's dead. Yeah. But he won't die ever in this movie. So, like, they hit him. They find a boot in the road. And they, like, walk back up the road a little bit. And they just find, like, a dead body that clearly was the body they just hit. And obviously there's no like real playbook for this, like how you handle this situation, but I feel like they, they handled it poorly. So I just wrote down with how they handled the situation of hitting a guy was a classic teen logic being used. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, I'm going to be grounded. Let's fucking throw this body in the river. Okay. Let's actually do a hypothetical role play here. I, do you want to be the like sane person who's sitting there? Yeah, I'll be the guy with, like, my head somewhat screwed on straight. Okay, I'm going to be Ryan Phillippe then. Okay. Okay, we just killed a guy. Dude, what are we going to do? What are we going to fucking do here? We just literally hit a guy in the road. Dude, uh, this is absolutely the worst situation I can possibly imagine. Uh, You're drunk. Luckily, like, I was sober when we were driving the car, but there's, like, tons of alcohol spilled everywhere. Like, we're clearly in, like, fucking huge trouble, obviously. Like, we got to tell somebody, right? My dad is going to fucking kill me, dude. We, I mean, ought, we cannot tell anyone. I my dad's like... going to fucking murder me. If my dad finds out that I killed a guy, he's going to ground me for at least three weeks. I feel like that's a given. I mean, yeah, sure, you might get a little grounded. I don't know. You might get suspended from the football team for like three games. 
but like we should probably just tell somebody. Right? Dude, the playoffs start in two weeks. All right, weigh this out, just real quick. If Coach finds out. out I kill a guy, he's definitely not going to let me start in the state championship game, dude. It's <laughs> the mean, playoffs. So we tell the police. We get in. We cannot trouble. tell the police, dude. The playoffs are coming up, and I cannot be grounded by my dad. Can you think of any better idea? I got it. I got. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up more. Shut up more. We dump the body. Let's pick his bloody body up. He's super bloody. Uh, I can't get grounded, so let's pick it up. Let's take him over to the docks. We'll put him in the water. He'll be dead. Yeah. He'll drown. Everyone will assume it's an accident. Obviously, DNA and all that stuff, that's blood that's all over the car and everything, doesn't matter. Right. Let's not bring science into this. Okay. Let's dump him into the water. We dump the body. And let me also say this to all of you, not just you, FPJ, to all of you. No one better fucking say anything. Okay, well, just one last caveat. No, hey, listen. No yeah. one say anything. Everyone shut your fucking mouths. Okay, feel free to take this advice or leave it. Either way, just obviously this feels wrong. Just first of all, morally. Take morals out of it, dude. We got state. Secondly, like what happens like if we totally do get away with it? Do you think we might feel a little guilty for the rest of our lives? Or Look. You might think you might have this hanging over your head a little bit. Yeah, maybe for like five seconds and then I'll see the state championship trophy sitting on my fucking nightstand that's a good point state is coming up let's throw this body in the water (laughs) there's no the team logic so the only i for sure won't have nightmares about crabs and fish eating this dead body we killed for the rest of my life yeah none we'll have none nightmares on that the only other other thing he says in there is i wrote down he's like they were they were sitting there going there's alcohol all over the car so no matter what even though I FPJ was saying, even though I'm completely sober and I was driving this car that hit this guy who was just standing in the middle of the fucking road, it's manslaughter, dude. They're going to pin manslaughter on any of us, okay? So we got to dump the body. The, the, the logic they ended up using was flawed. Yeah. Flawed at best. Okay, quick. Let's just walk through like what they should have done to easily just get themselves out of the situation. And had it be like kind of a little dicey, but still, like you probably would still play in the state game. Okay. Let's say it's what? It's midnight when this accident happens? Yeah. It's what, 99? So nobody has like cell phones? Probably yeah. doesn't get good reception. So it's like we leave, we probably drive the car somewhere like off the road so nobody sees the car. Just say we don't want the car in the middle of the road because that's dangerous. We ditch the car. We go walk all the way to the authorities. By that time, everybody's sober. Yeah. We tell them what happened. Yeah. I was driving. I yeah. hadn't had anything to drink. We fucking hit a guy who was standing in the middle of the road. The problem is, is I maybe you get manslaughter, but that's. It's just. It's what you got to do. I don't know what they. <laughs> I don't. And honestly, it's hard to think about what you would do in that. I for sure would just go to the cops. And I would just try and plead my case that, like, I or you, if you're FPJ, we're sober driving. Yes, this teen in the back is drunk and he's drinking, but that's not me. I'm the driver. And you're underage, so you're not yeah, you're not going to get the fun. full brunt of, it's like, It's a slap man's... on the wrist at best. Yeah, dude. I mean, okay, so... You're not going to get full-on vehicular manslaughter because you're teens and you were sober and... uh. 
The guy's just standing in the middle of the fucking road. <laughs> it's basically like the One Tree Hill episode when, uh, when Nathan crashes the car. And his whole <laughs> just plan bounce. Is, his whole just plan leave. is just fucking leave it. Yeah. So now we get to the point, though, where this happens. They dump the body in the water. And they go, like, where no one's going to talk about it. All right, Ever. Pat, you shut your fucking mouth. There's a moment where uh, Ryan Phillippe basically chokes out Freddie Prince Jr.'s <laughs> girlfriend, Jennifer Love Hewitt, to make sure that she isn't talking. Yeah, that 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 one really didn't translate well to 2019 right. with the full-on woman choking out. And scene. then, well, we find out later that all the, the two couples break up. Jennifer Lew, uh, Love Hewitt breaks up with Freddie Prince Jr., doesn't really want anything to do with him. And I'm pretty sure it's just because he didn't step up in that moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just do just do anything. Yeah. We were saying when we were watching it, like, if I just started choking out intern Whitney right in front of you. And... At the very least, I'd politely ask you to stop. Yeah. I mean, you at least got to feign some, like, hey, dude, come on. Stop uncool. choking. That's uncool, dude. Hey, it's uncool. You're choking my wife right in front of me. Can you just. <laughs> so, yeah. To your point, it fast forwards a year. So now we're a year later. And JLH, Jennifer Love Hewitt, she gets a note in the mail, snail mail. Mm-hmm. And all it says is, I know what you did last summer. Did Intern they, Whitney's here. Intern Whitney's here to join the pod. The mix. There she is. <laughs> there she is to join the pod. Uh, to put a finer point on the note, it says, I know what you did last summer, exclamation point. Now, I have that exclamation point kind of circled in my notes because weird choice, right? It kind of gives yeah. kind of gives the note like a little bit of levity. I actually feel like it would have resonated more if it said, I know what you did last summer, dot, dot, dot. Yes, it should have been a dot, dot. Come here, intern Whitney. I, I was seeing it like an emoji. What yeah, were a winky face? Like, how do you read the note? I know what you did last summer with an exclamation. What was point. doesn't in, that sound like? I know what you did last summer. <laughs> what was like, what was intern Whitney's thought? What were you? What was your big thought oh when we were watching? Oh yeah, the LFO. Hey, come get closer. Oh. Come get come Here's, on get closer. Sit, right sit on, on Pat's lap. Intern <laughs> Whitney, right now, they're married, so uh, she's it's, sitting on Pat's it's lap. Probably a violation. So. Talk about uh, talk about the LFO guy. Oh. Poster was on your wall. Rich, or was it Rick? It was one of the two. It was Rich or Rick. I can't remember. But yeah, it was the only poster that ever made it to my uh, teenage bedroom wall. Really? Yeah. And you found out he is no longer into the ladies. I think he might be gay. Yeah. Yeah. But that that tracks with probably. I'd much rather have it be that scenario than like the full on you dated. You, oh yeah, you got dated. married. You dated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Which might still happen. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pat's an if. Um, do, what do you think Rich is up to these days? I mean, you think he's still in the music idea. business? <laughs> I mean, I don't see how he could Elfo. be. LFO every other time. Don't know if that's another callback. But girl on TV. Back to the the subject at hand. Yes, that was definitely about Jennifer Love. Did you guys already go over that? We went over it. Yeah, we okay. played it. Oh, sorry, I, I was in the booth. Speaking know, of Jennifer editing. Love Hewitt. Uh, yeah, I know. You're yeah, in the booth. I was in the editing. You're in the booth. So, so. Um, speaking of Jennifer Love Hewitt, though. Yes. Girl perspective thoughts. Where, I, where are you at on her versus SMG? I didn't like SMG in this. That I kept coming back to not as impressive as she was during Buffy. You watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, just like one or two episodes. 
And but I know she was peak hotness then. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hard not to look hot when you're slaying dames. She's all around looked better though. That's true. Yeah. But what anyways, do you think about Jennifer Love Hewitt? I liked her a lot. Like I liked her a lot when I was younger. Um, I like her a lot now too. I think she's. She. I heard her on uh, another podcast. Oh really? Whoa. Yeah. You listen to other podcasts? I do. Occasionally, I dabble in other podcasts. But, that hurts. Uh, <laughs> well, well, that stings. As do- <laughs> document on this podcast, we still haven't made Whitney's top five. No, <laughs> no, I said you had. You creeped in. Oh, three. are we You're top three? three? We're number. You're what I hit after my other two. I guess I'll take it. Was Main she pods. on one of your top two? Yeah, she was. What'd she say? What she, she was a, She was good. Um, she's very humble and really down to earth. Nice. Um, That's because her flame has completely. Yeah, been but they acknowledge out. that. They acknowledge that too, and she's kind of. She's pretty real about it. What um, does she say about the fact that she was so big in the 90s and now she's like, you know, a complete afterthought? I think she, yeah, a complete afterthought. I well, don't she know. Is, she is her middle name actually Love? I don't I don't know if they got to that. That's the first question I'd ask. Yeah. All right. What, so what were your thoughts on her being her. interviewed? Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought she, I really, um, I think that she's like happy to still be doing it, but also admits that like those are some pretty like stressful times too really oh because how famous she was yeah i mean i already gave a fun fact that mr skin are you familiar that that uh website yeah yeah it pulls celebrity nudes yeah she was the number one most searched had never been nude most searched on mr skin so to just like that's how famous she was yeah no i believe it with dudes well, and, and ladies. And ladies, I would argue. Uh, no, I think all around, great girl. But, it, yeah. Well, I was going to ask a question about Ryan Phillippe. Because Pat was saying that he was all girls, like, dream guy. But there's something about I don't him. feel it with him. There's something about him, even though he's horrible from a personality standpoint. And he's a bad actor. Dude, we're friends. Small, don't say that. And he's a small guy. Me and Phillippe are friends. Yeah, okay. How was but he height-wise when you met him? Tiny. Five, four to five, five. Super no! Tiny. Really small. You could tell in this movie. Philippi? Yeah, yeah, and he wore a backpack the whole night. Denver took it off. He's five, five? Pretty sure he also had a wristband on, like you had, like a sweatband. It's not WNBA one. I can't believe that. Five, five? Small. We have to look that up. Super small. I was getting ready to. Um, also had sleeve tattoos at the time. Not tracks. For uh, a role? No. Just, <laughs> just in life. in life. Had tats. Uh, Ryan. I mean, he got peak Reese Witherspoon, too. Let's not I know. that. That's what we talked about is the biggest reason that he was famous. Yes, he did Cruel Intentions, but yeah. it was because of his public relationship with Reese Witherspoon. I'm seeing 5'8". Five five, I'm seeing 5'9". There's no, Neither one of those. Are, those are both lies. You don't think? He was five, smaller than me. Five, Much six, smaller than you. 5'6", yeah. at best. Damn it. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it's his, his lips. He's li- got good say, lips. I was going to say, it's his lips and the way he holds them and something about his attitude. I like that, though, the way he holds his lips. Yeah. I feel like lips are a pretty good thing that girls look at. Lips Correct and eyes. From lips and eyes. For I thought sure. you said lips and ass. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is... That is lips lips and eyes, would you... Those would be your top two? Facially, yeah. Facial? Yeah. What's mm-hmm. non-facial? What about, yeah, what about body stuff? I'm a butt girl, for sure. How does it... Because, like, with guys, it's like I'm a... 
I'm a boob guy or a legs and ass guy. Uh huh. How does that? How does that go with girls? Is it? I'm a butt girl. I feel like arms. Some girls are really yeah. Arms, 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 abs. If a guy has abs, he's got everything else. Like, have you ever seen a guy with great abs <laughs> and everything else sucks? Oh, right, right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So, like, he's got, yeah, no, about, he's got no traps, he's but just, he's got a This guy pack. just has a sick... That's a, that's a tip for the pack. kids. It's all about the core. Just work just out your core and then... When everything, everything else take, follows. Yeah. So, the, what's going to be the number one thing if you're looking at a guy walking down the street and obviously, like, Pat has already died in this fantasy. Yeah, Pat's dead. So Pat died. Husband number, husband number two. There's a hot guy walking down the street. Oh, man. Like, what are you looking at first? Ass? I, I get... So, if, if I'm walking towards him mm-hmm. and not behind him, what I'd if, say shoulders and arms are big. And then definitely when he walks mm. past you, you're going to turn around and check out that ass. Only if the shoulders and arms are good. Shoulders and arms. Yeah. Dude, yeah. we need to start working on our shoulders. Yeah, let's do it. Go on. Get some flies going. Yeah. In a in like a that in a tight tee. Shoulder yeah, that's a good look. All right, Whitney, calm down. This is a PG <laughs> podcast. We're not trying to get out of control here. You guys asked my honest opinion. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's good. That's good feedback. Right. I love that feedback. Do you want to keep hanging out? I'll be over over there listening. We'll call you. We'll call you in, in the then. podcast yeah. studio. King's bed. Yeah. Full disclosure. Uh, Whitney's actually going to bed. Uh, we're doing five feet pod- away. We're doing a podcast <laughs> in a in a new studio. It's tonight, multi-purpose. And she'll be about fifteen feet away from us. Yeah. So good night, Whitney. The sweet sounds of your voices <laughs> lulling me to sleep. She's just going back behind the 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 wall, and she's oh, going to no. be doing her editing over there. This is though very good transition because we were just talking about Philippi, dude. Yeah. And this is a perfect transition into my M-C-I-T-W-U of the week. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, it's got to go to fucking Philippi. So this week on the VL podcast, the M-C-I-T-W, that is the Marissa Cooper, is the worst of the week. Brought to you by our fine, 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 fine sponsors from Wicklowware. W-I-C-K-L-O-W-Ware. Be free and explore. Get all your after your Wicklowware.com. Type in the promo code VL at checkout. Get 10% off of your order. Get our VL swag. We got it. $30 on the baseball tee, $20 on the tanks, $40 on the Henley sweatshirts. They also have some new swag up. Not VL swag, just cool logo swag. Dog logo stuff. Dog logo stuff on Wicklowware.com. It's their dog, Willow's. She's made her way into the Wicklow logo. Currently, right now, I'm wearing a Willow's Wicklow Wear sweatshirt that I just bought, and it fucking is the best. So soft, like a glove. It goes to Ryan Philippi this week. He fucking sucks, dude. Honestly, I was just thinking, the Rewatchables does the their, their uh, movie breakdown podcast. They talk about the overacting award every week on their podcast. And I was thinking... Maybe we give an overacting award, but we don't steal the title of like overacting award from them. Just the basic concept. The concept, though, I okay. like because it fits with a theme of our podcast, which is fucking do less. Yeah. I would like to give the biggest practice hero <laughs> award. And I think we should start giving biggest practice hero award because practice hero is a term that we use a lot in life. We started using it in high school for that douchebag who's, like, trying way too hard in practice in, like, meaningless shit. And I feel like if we're going to bring that onto the podcast, biggest practice hero award, it's got to go to fucking Ryan Phillippe, dude. I'm fine with that. 
he is overacting at a 40 out of 10 in every single scene. And even we even noted in one scene, just the way he put his leg up on a, on a bench <laughs> was like he was doing too much. Yeah, like he had a, a freak out and then he went to go cool off and he just walked across the screen and like... Yeah, just awkwardly put his leg up on this bench, like, all right, this chill out. I'm gonna chill out. I'm gonna chill out. And it felt like him putting that leg up on the bench on the wharf was too much. Yeah. Uh, also, I'll tell you something else that was too much. Um, his wearing of dog tags throughout the entire movie. Do you have thoughts on that? I'd like less of it. High school kid who's clearly not in the military, just wearing yeah. dog tags the whole the whole movie. Lame move. When I think of dog tags, what I think of is I want them on someone like Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine. I'll also take them on any character from Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Or any character in a movie who's actually been overseas, like in a war. Yeah. Or in the I, army or something. Rambo. I wore dog tags. Whitney wore dog tags. Whitney wore dog tags. Enough said. It's Ryan Phillippe and Whitney. <laughs> are the only two people who have wore dog tags <laughs> who are not... In our armed wow. services. Wow. Stolen valor. <laughs> stolen valor. Intern Whitney, stolen valor. We'll put a video up. We'll put a video up on Instagram of intern Whitney stealing valor. <laughs> it's a choker. <laughs> so, Ryan Phillippe, it goes to you this week. Get bent, you fucking bitch. Be free and explore. Brought to you by Wicklowware. You fucking suck. Doing too much. Doing way too much. Okay, back to the plot. This is the perfect time to talk about the fisherman starts killing people. Oh, yeah. And he randomly decides to start killing people with, like, the nerd goes down first. Nerd goes down first and gets killed fucking hard. Hard. So this, I think this was probably the most famous kill of the movie. Yeah, because... Because so, I remember this one, and I had never seen the movie. The big thing on this movie is this fisherman who they thought they killed in this car. He's come back to life and he's stalking them. So a year later, he's just killing all these people in their lives. And it's like he's building the anticipation until he kills them once and for all for like what they did last summer. Some sweet, sweet revenge. Sweet long game being played by this fisherman who apparently... Serving it up cold. (laughs) Serving it up cold. And he first kills this nerd guy. Who has nothing to do with his death. No, it's actually, by the way, fun fact, this nerd guy is the guy from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. The little man. And he kills him with this hook. And the hook, he just fucking takes, like, he he hits him, like, right below the jaw, like, under his jaw. Uh-huh. He hooks him up through his face. And just yanks him over the table. And yanks him over the table with the hook going up into his head. And it was, like fucked up gnarly kill yeah he killed him pretty hard then he sets his sights on ryan Phillippe. sure does he's the first one in the core four who we decide who we realize he's getting killed yeah i feel like he does a fair amount of toying with Phillippe. yeah Phillippe gets toyed with and there's a scene in the shower um where he really toys with Phillippe, and Philippi with his dog tags on is taking a shower and he's in there and when he comes out of the shower he goes to the locker and there's just a Polaroid picture sticking out of the locker and it's a picture of Philippi's car Mm -hmm. that killed that fisherman last summer Yep, and it just says I know Mm -hmm. 
I think Philippi puts two and two together. Yeah, Philippi does. And when I was watching this, all I kept thinking about was the movie Scary Movie. You've seen that, right? Yeah. So I didn't realize until I was watching, I know what you did last summer, that the movie Scary Movie is essentially a parody of I Know What You Did Last Summer. And in Scary Movie, there's a scene where the guy is taking a shower in dog tags and he comes out, same as uh, Ryan Phillippe in this movie, he comes out, sees a Polaroid at his locker room stall and he goes to look at the Polaroid and instead of it being a picture of his car killing a fisherman with the words I know, it's a Polaroid of his tiny dick with the words I know. <laughs> so in Scary Movie, the whole premise is they don't know what they did last summer about killing a guy. The killer just knows his secret of having a really tiny dick. <laughs> Fucking good stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff. Okay, so then you want to talk about what happens should we just fast forward to yeah. Ryan Phillippe getting killed? Yeah, we'll do the whole. We'll just we'll we'll basically break down each person's like interactions with this guy. So let's start with Ryan Phillippe. How does he? So he he uh, he gets back to his locker. He realizes like his jacket's missing or something. And his car keys are missing. So he goes out. <laughs> this is after he's he's getting in the shower because he just has a pretty heavy little, like workout session where he's doing some kickboxing. Yeah, on a steady bag. Yeah, he's just <laughs> he's, punching a steady bag and doing then like doing tornado kicks onto it. Yeah, and he's just doing stuff. swinging tornado kicks on this uh this freestanding steady bag. We find out that I guess he's a college football player. Yeah, I didn't which buy makes that. Makes no sense, body wise. No, all five four of them. He's a college <laughs> football quarterback. Next. Uh, anyways, he uh, he's like, oh shit, my car key. So he runs out thinking that somebody's messing with him. And he sees that his car has been driven away, and it's the killer in the car. Basically, starts running him down with his car. Philippi, who's supposed to be a <laughs> like a collegiate athlete, literally can't run away from this car on this narrow wharf and just gets completely dominated through a building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the killer's standing over his like basically injured body with his hook and just decides not to kill him. Okay, and then fast forward to when he actually does kill him. Um, I'm trying to think because we're to... going character by character. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll help you. I'll help you remember. He is standing on a balcony watching. Oh, yeah, yeah, his yeah, girlfriend yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller in like a pageant on stage, and this is also made fun of in the movie Scary Movie. And he's up on the balcony by himself, and comically, the fisherman just shows up on this balcony. And just starts murdering the fuck out of him with this fucking hook. And no one in the audience seems to notice or care. At all. Sarah Michelle Gellar is on stage screaming her head off. Runs off the stage to the thing. Everybody's just basically, I think you pointed this out, like standing in her way. So she can't get They're holding there. her back. They're <laughs> treating her like she's some crazed psychopath. And, and she's yelling like, my boyfriend's being murdered up on the balcony. Yet no one cares. And if yeah. you're going to go on a killing spree, this is a pretty good town to do it in. Oh, totally. Yeah. Kill everyone in this town. No one will care. So she alerts a cop. Uh, Philippi gets super killed. Um, he gets murdered. The cop does not believe her because they can't find the body up there. And so he basically takes her in his car because he's going to, like, I guess, arrest her for, like, 
I guess he thinks she's pulling a prank or something. So they're driving in the car. Uh, the cop gets out. Hold on. I actually have a clip to play here because this is a clip I want to play of SMG in that car with the cop. And it's just her rich hotness coming on display as she's talking to an authority figure. And it was amazing to me. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Look, okay, I know I sound delusional, but it's true. You know, I've heard this story before. Except the way I heard it, it wasn't a fisherman. It was an escaped mental patient. He had a hook for a hand. Look, you little shit stick Mayberry ass reject. There's been a murder. And you're going to fry in hell if you ignore it. All right, I'll tell you what I'll do, okay? Man, if I had an ounce of confidence to talk to a, like a police officer like that, I just, I love... It's always a horrible move. I love SMG in this movie because I love nothing better than the, like, a bitch, a hot bitch. I've said it a million times on this podcast. My number one character in life on TV, whether it's reality TV or real life TV, is a hot bitch who just... Consequences aren't really a thing to her. No. Because she's so hot. And... SMG has grown up her entire life being way hotter than everyone. So her in that car was just perfect of like, hey, cop, fuck right off. Mm -hmm. I get you have authority and you have a gun and stuff. But guess what's what trumps that? Being a super hot teen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she's talking to him. And then now we transition. Can we go ahead and say that guy is a horrible police officer? So, yeah, this, yeah, before we transition into SMG getting killed, that is a classic uh, trope in these uh, scary movies is there's always the authority figures that just refuse to believe the people who are saying that people are getting killed. It's like, dude, what is my, what is my win here if I'm making this up? Uh, Yeah, it's, it's a (laughs) lot, it's a feeling from like authority figures uh, from all of them of like, okay, either all like these five individuals are completely psychopath need to be institutionalized crazy or how about just believe one of them i feel like in all reality and if you actually came up to like if you had a situation like that and you alerted a police officer there is something inside them that would trigger like this is why i fucking signed up for this job like let's go let's do do it. it So I do it. But they're all like, well, whatever. Another crazy team Another talking crazy about team. murder. Murder on stuff. the loose. Classic. Every single summer this happens. Um, anyways, cop gets completely killed. Yep. Sarah Michelle Geller is still locked in the cop car, kicks her way out the window, then just yep. goes, starts running from the killer, killer casually walking after her. I feel like that's a classic trope. Yeah, that's a classic trope in horror movies is no matter how fast you run, and I've had nightmares about this, by the way. This has been nightmares of mine of like whenever you're in a nightmare and you feel like you're running away from someone who's trying to kill you and stuff. They're just walking at a total casual pace and keeping stride with you like yeah. 10 paces I think behind. I'm now I'm trying to think because that's definitely spooky. Like they're just like slowly coming after you like relentlessly. What's scarier that or like the killer is actually like fast and sprinting after you. I feel like that's also kind of freaky. I feel like the one 
where they're slower in keeping up is scarier because now you just know they're really smart too because apparently they're just totally in tune to like all these shortcuts i was just about to say they're great with shortcuts (laughs) yeah so that's i guess that's one thing to know like if you're gonna be a killer you gotta know shortcuts yeah because then you can just totally keep up with everyone all the time and then you just kill people easily without even needing to like break a sweat but for me it's like i'll throw this um I'll throw this comparison at you. It's the difference between the Velociraptor and the T-Rex. Oh, wait. Hold on, because I'm then now going to go on the flip side. Right. I I feel like I've heard you talk about this. Yeah. I Uh, think a Velociraptor, to me, is 300 times scarier minimum than a T-Rex. Right. (sighs) Yeah. Velociraptor, dude. Fuck. Now I'm flipping. So now you're I'm saying flipping. if there was I'm like flipping. a really fast serial killer who was just like yeah. fucking darting around at you? Yeah, like, dude, because then instead of him always being behind you and stuff, he's always just going to pop up in front of you because he's so much faster. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather just know he's behind me than like I have to watch out from how fast he is being in front. Real quick, as we're talking about this, obviously, uh, they're on the chase. Sarah Michelle Geller's running away from him. Yeah. She tries to get into her family store um they do that like crazy camera trick where she's running the camera as they call it kind of following her mm-hmm. and you're assuming the camera is the point of view of the killer and the camera's getting like super super close yeah her sister's trying to do the unlock to let her in yeah and the camera comes like right up behind her right when she gets in she turns around the killer's not there no he's in the fucking department store in the building so yes she then gets killed she let's gets just killed. fast forward she gets killed she gets murdered. So now we have two members of the core four have been murked. Totally killed. Mm-hmm. I was shocked to see that because I thought we have a core four. They're all going to survive. And then yeah. we realize, no. Rules are different in a horror movie. Yeah. Rules are different. It would I be mean, like us watching the OC and Ryan Atwood and Marissa Cooper just get murdered. And now <laughs> we're down to Seth and Summer as the only two characters. Probably would have been a better show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then she gets murdered, and now we have FPJ and JLH. They are left to solve this crime by themselves. It's sleuthing time. It's time to sleuth. Now, there's a bit of a twist. We have a couple red herrings in this. It starts out with, first, they think the nerd Max might be the killer because he saw them that night. Yep. Also, throughout the movie, uh, Ryan Phillippe... Um, no, it's FPJ. Well, I'm saying Ryan Phillippe starts accusing Freddie Prince Jr. of being the killer. Yeah. Because I, for whatever motivation reasons he thinks, basically, it's not me, obviously, because I'm myself, and it's not one of these girls. It's got to be you, because you're the only other person. He basically processes elimination. So it plants a seed of, oh, maybe it's this guy. I actually was with Ryan Phillippe. I you about got fucking th- fooled. I got fooled, because mid about three-fourths of the way through, I said... It's fucking FPJ. He's the killer. It's got to be FPJ. And even at the end, so then they get to the end, they do all this sleuthing. JLH, Jennifer Love Hewitt, figures like she does, she cracks the code. She figures out who the killer is. We don't even need to get into all the details of it. Just know it is not FPJ. It is an actual fisherman. It is the guy that got hit by the car in the beginning. It is that guy who got hit. He is the actual killer. At the end, they're on the dock. She gets on the boat. She initially thinks that it is FPJ. By the way, real quick on that, do you think you could come back and like still have a relationship with a girl that legitimately thought that you were a serial killer? Yeah. If it was Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. You could get it. 
Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd have to, like, we'd have to have a conversation about I mean, that. Yeah, we'd like, have a couple talks. Hey, remember that one time when you, like, were for sure convinced that I was killing people with hooks? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, here, here we go. Hypothet- real quick, hypothetical role play. I'll be Jennifer Love Hewitt. You'd be Freddie Prince Jr. Hey, uh, how's your second year of college been? It's been okay. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's cool that we're dating now and everything. Like, it's great. You remember that, like, time, like, last summer when there was the killer killing everybody with a hook and everything? And uh, yeah, I vaguely remember, remember that. It was eh, kind of weird, too. He was killing our, everyone in our town and including my best friend yeah. and her boyfriend. Yeah. You remember that, like, moment? It probably only lasted about five or ten minutes, but, like, you accused me of being the killer. And, like, you are pretty convinced it was me and you started sprinting away from me. No, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, like I was on the boat and you were like, oh my God, it's, it's you. And you started running away as fast as you could and like wouldn't let me explain myself. Yeah, I did all that. And now I would just say to you, can you look at my body? Do you look at me? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously. No, look at me right now. Yeah. Do you see that how my entire body is built? Like the toy companies used me to create the Barbie doll structure of a body. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. That's why I completely forgive you. Right. For that exact reason. Uh, but every right. once in a while, I'll just think about it. It kind of sticks in my craw a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, she actually thought. Yeah, was, and here's why I would just say get yeah. fucked. Because if, if you don't just like get the fuck over it, then you'll no longer be with this. I'm so over it. I'll consider me over it. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll consider you over it. So... Would you like to have sex? Sure. <laughs> You'll be over it real quick, bitch. <laughs> so, turns out, FPJ's not the killer. They're on the boat. Let's get to the final scene. They're on the boat, and FPJ, after he's been wrongfully accused by JLH, is now on the boat. The fisherman's on the boat. He takes it off the dock, and they are just driving around in open waters, and it's JLH versus... The guy with the hook, the fisherman, mm-hmm. the killer. Yep. And they're battling. And fucking FPJ, like the man that we all know he is, he fucking takes a little rowboat out there. He gets out on that fisherman's little boat. And it's like, oh, now it's two on one situation. And lest we forget, Freddie Prince Jr. has just spent the last year as a fisherman on a boat of his own. So he's got a little bit of. He's got a little bit of nautical knowledge. He he's got around a boat. Mm-hmm. He's got nautical knowledge, and he is using that nautical knowledge to his advantage on a serial killer mm-hmm. who's trying to kill his fucking bitch. This is why we train. This is why we train to be fishermen. And so they have like, uh, we just we kept saying a fisherman's fight to the death because they were fishermen battling. <laughs> yeah, uh, the guy had a fisherman hook, and FPJ had a fisherman spear. It was basically like Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. It was a fisherman battle. And when it's all said and done, FPJ fucking gets this serial killer's hand caught like in some fisherman stuff. rope and stuff. It turns out, and then like when it's all said and done, fisherman gets his hand cut off with the hook in it at the end of the movie. And his hand is just dangling from the fucking rope. Classic. Classic. And then FPJ uses his nautical knowledge to get the fisherman tossed overboard. And not so, killed. Not tossed killed. Tossed overboard. Killed, not killed. And what do we know about this guy? He won't die. Ever. <laughs> he will never <laughs> die. He's been... He gets rejuvenated by the icy cold water of the bay. 
Yeah, so he has been hit by a car going about 50 miles an hour. Doesn't kill him. Mm-hmm. He is then thrown, as he is clinging to life, into the water at the beginning of the movie to drown. And that somehow doesn't kill him. And then at the end of this movie, his arm is... His fucking hand is ripped off. Somehow he doesn't bleed to death from that. Not at all. By the way, how bad would that sting, dude, with the salt water? You know? You know if you get a cut and get a little salt water in it? Imagine your whole hand is gone. It'd be tough. I bet you pirates dealt with that kind of stuff a lot. Yeah. I'd assume so. So then... He also doesn't die at the very end when he is just tossed into the water and they feel like they've won this battle. And at the end of this movie, it ends, but we realize we have a perfect setup for the sequel. I still know what you did last summer. Still know. Yeah. Big jump scare at the end. Totally got intern Whitney. It really did leave a cliffhanger for the... I know they made a sequel to this movie. I still know what you did last summer. And they really left a cliffhanger because at the end, they flash forward. It's a year later. And she's just, like, showering real sexually and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there, someone wrote on the mirror in the shower, like, with the steam, they wrote on the mirror. It just said, I still know. And then the movie ends with the fisherman fucking jumping through the mirror and it goes to black movie ends so we have no idea what happens when he still knows in the sequel um i obviously have not seen the sequel but if i feel i feel like if i'm them i just last frame of the movie is just the i still know written in fog like i don't do the jump scare at the end because then it's like does the second movie start with her in the steam room battling with this guy that, I was in the same place because I know she is in the sequel and I believe FPJ is too. And it's like, yeah, how do you get out of that? The fact that he jumped through and the movie went to black after he's like trying to kill her in that bathroom. It's like, yeah, if they just end that when it just says, I still know on the mirror. Now, now we're, we're starting end. we're starting a movie with tension instead of starting, I guess, with action from the go. I don't I'm curious to see how the beginning of that movie starts. I guess we'll never know. No. We'll <laughs> <laughs> never know because we'll never probably watch it. Out of it. curiosity, let's do a live look up, live guess. What do you think? I still know what you did last summer. Got in Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see if... Over, under 42, the original. Under. Okay, if I'm going to guess, knowing that I know what you did last summer, got a 42, I would guess that I still know what you did. I'm going to say 26. I was going to say 25. Wow. So I'm going to undercut you. Those are close <laughs> scores. So it's, if it's anything less than 26, you win. Live look up. Here we go. Oh, boy. 7%. Yikes. <laughs> That's right. And they made it one year later. That's too soon. Ah, uh, yikes. That is way too soon. Dude, Mackay Pfeiffer's in it. He's tight. He's cool with Eminem. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Does that, does that do it? Any other thoughts? Uh, Just your MVP? That's it for me. Who's your MVP? Jennifer Love Hewitt, dude. Yeah. Love gotta, that. Gotta give it to her. I love that. She deserves it. For me, it feels good because uh, I had no connection to JLH. 
And after this movie, like I said, first the, thing I've ever seen her in. First thing I've it was ever one seen of those her. weird things where I've I've been so aware of her my entire life, but yeah. I've never like seen her do her craft. Yep. Yeah. And she I had a will, great scream. We talked about a lot of this. Uh, the scream queens in this were pretty good. Yeah. Let's let's. We didn't talk about that on the pod though, in depth. I think she got cast in this movie specifically because of how she screams. Mm-hmm. She is a good like bone chilling scream, er. Yeah, yeah. I think she's really good at that, and it was just good to see her. Like, I've heard, I've like you said, I've known about her my whole life, and then to just see like, okay, what was all the hype about? And when I walked away from this movie, I was thinking like, she was the star of this. Yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's hot. the one. She's That's the yeah, and hot, <laughs> just so hot. She was wearing a t- she was wearing a shirt in this movie that showed her midriff and barely covered up her boobs and it was tough to watch. It's tough. Can we say Jennifer Love Hewitt has two things about her that are just about as perfect as it gets and I'm not even a boob guy? Uh her middle and last name. Yes. And some other things physically. Oh, Banks. Banks. <laughs> All right, dude. Does that do it? Does that do it for us on the Halloween special? Does Got it spooked? for me. Be safe out there. Be safe. Kids, I know that was scary. The teen drama, we usually don't like to get this scary on the pod. So kids, now more than ever, we would have to say, you stay safe, you tuck on in. You sleep tight, kids. You sleep tight. Don't be too scared, kids. And as we wrap it up, Pat. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Do less, kids. Do it less. Follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.